Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The score! Man, you kind of anticipate that the scrutiny is going to come toward you uh, when the team isn't. Yeah, well, you know, I said before, you know, I learned you're accountable for everything. Right? During anything that's happening with this team that in the end I'm not responsible for. So, and you figure that out, you know, whatever, if you don't like the record, Responsible that you don't like moves, whatever it is. Never have dodged accountability. I won't, I won't start now. I mean, yeah, you won't dodge accountability, I guess, going forward. You definitely dodged accountability on whether or not that uh, uh, intentional walk was a good idea. I mean, to be fair, actually, maybe he didn't dodge accountability, Sean. Maybe he, maybe he did answer the question with a question. Maybe he was just wanting to have a conversation because he did say, oh, I don't know. I, I, what, did you think that was a stupid move, huh? I mean, he is confused a lot. He is. He is. He is. And he is, it is uh, I don't want to say it's sad because it's not sad. It's more infuriating uh, because I want this team to win. It's driving me insane. Do you have any idea how many times I said this team is going to win the AL pennant? Way too many. Yeah, man. My God. Well, here to talk about it is my man, Russell Dorsey, man. You can catch him on Bally Sports pretty much every day. And he is just, I mean, what hasn't Russell Dorsey been called? Wonderkin, uh, genius, up and coming. He ain't up and coming anymore. He's a stud. What's up, Russ? How you been, man? What an introduction, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you know, I, I'm with the exception of living in this never ending nightmare that is the White Sox season. Um, I'm great. <laughs> you didn't sound great, buddy. You didn't sound great. I, you sounded a little stressed. Which I'm is frustrated. What sound I'm, like right now. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm not even like a born and raised White Sox fan. Like I, I've like somewhat adopted them because they're. You know, I got friends on the team. I'm on 670 to score all the time. I'm, you know, I want this team to win. I also put it out there that I think this team is really good. So now my stamp of approval's on them. So now I'm looking stupid. I mean, everything about it, Russ, is screaming all things, po- fingers pointing down on deck. I, well, I agree with that. Like you said, you think they're, do you still think they're a good team? Because I do not. I mean, the record doesn't say that. <laughs> Correct. 
I, like, I, I look at the White Sox compared to, and that's like the lens you have to look at them through. Like, who are who are the good teams in, in the American League, right? All right, you, they look at the Yankees, what they've been doing to people. Um, you look at the Red Sox and what they've been doing lately. You look at the Blue Jays, who I picked to go to the World Series. Um, you look at the Astros; those are the good teams in the American League to me. And then, you know, even the Twins. You look at the White Sox; it's like mm, they couldn't beat any of those teams in a seven-game series, right? So that's how the prism in which I look at the White Sox currently. They, you're right; like they have a lot of very talented players. They're not healthy. That's part of the issue. But the other issues are they just haven't played good baseball. Like they haven't no. swung them the bat, which was supposed to be their strength coming into the season. Yoan Moncada's looked lost at the plate for over a month now. Jose Abreu's starting to come, turn it around, look like the player we've seen in the last couple of years. But uh, Yasmani Grandal hadn't been swinging the bat well before the other day. You need Those are the guys in your lineup that you need, especially with Aloy Jimenez out. Um, to to step up and they just hadn't done that and then, you know the injuries don't help that at all and then you have a manager that's making decisions that actively hurt the team uh, and it's not just the one time like I, I think that was the biggest thing for me is if that was one incident fine it's still not a good decision but when they brought Tony Larusa in the White Sox brass said this is the last piece of a championship core this is the thing we think helps us win multiple championships. And if you put your name on that, you got to own the fact that what you said this guy's expertise was, managing bullpens, has been the thing he hasn't done well since he got to Chicago. Be, I, argue, I would argue it's been the thing he's done worst since he's Correct. been in Chicago. And it's been so frustrating thing because I actually described earlier in the show – a manager, quite frankly, and, and this is my true – the game manages itself, truly. The, you, you have so much information. You have a full R&D department. You have every possible scenario put in front of you before the game even starts. A manager truly should have a net zero effect on a game. That's not the case in the south side of Chicago. Unbelievably, just move after move – I mean, I get it that he did. No one wanted him to get the job, so he's under a certain amount of scrutiny that any mistake he makes gets probably a little bit more magnifying glass than maybe somebody else. But this is a self-proclaimed Hall of Fame baseball person, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I, I, I yeah, they, they just have no margin for error right now, right? Like for a team that I just described that wasn't playing good baseball, you can't have decisions like he made the other day where it comes back and bites you in the butt and the guy hits a three-run shot like you're right they you have an r&d department you have uh all the numbers anything a fan can look up on baseball reference they have at their disposal and it just feels like it's like no i've been managing and in the in baseball for 50 years and i'm gonna trust my gut um but my question is always like look it's and he's not the only one in that dugout, right? Like, you, you bring in Miguel Cairo to be your bench coach. You have Ethan Katz there. Like, somebody in that moment had to say, hey, like, let's not do this. Unless Tony says, no, I, I trust my gut on this one. Like, it, it's easy. I think the deeper part of the other day, it's easy to say, oh, it's all on Tony LaRusa. But the other side of you says, well, there are other people in that dugout that helps a manager make those decisions. It's not – it doesn't always just fall on the manager. So – that's been my thing. It's like there are other smart people in that dugout who were brought in to help Tony Arusa, and sometimes it feels like, where are those people? Mm-hmm. 
and you're not wrong. Other names that I even mentioned earlier on in the show, you you, know, you brought up the Ethan Katz of the world, but you know, I I played for Jerry Naron. I played for Shelly yeah. Aiken. These are two exceedingly smart and well respected guys in Major yeah. League Baseball. So it's it's it is exceedingly frustrating. That's the thing about this team. It's not that they're bad. You know, they're hovering around 500. They're not bad. They're not definitely not the star team that we were expecting them to be. Correct. But the thing that's really driving me really crazy. I don't have a problem when a team's around 500. This team is a chore to watch. They're not fun. This team yeah. was the most fun team in baseball two years running. They are the most unfun team in baseball this season. Absolutely. I, I would I would agree with that. And it's like even, even the games they win, it, it's like pulling teeth, right? Like I, I, I watch Sox fans on the timeline all the time. And it, they are, their stomachs are in knots from – First pitch to the last out in the ninth, and it, it should be that way for a team like you said. Like, was so fun to watch the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, hey, how about this? Switching it over to the Cubs. Listen, this team obviously not competing. They have some trade pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had John Heyman on. We talked about the trade pieces that they currently have. You know, Ian Happ could possibly help a team. Obviously, Contreras, but keep in mind, Contreras is going to be a rental, so he's not going to command the price that the Cubs are clearly going to want from a guy who's going to want to sign for $100 million next season. Is there anyone on the market that they could get their hands on, or is it just going to have to be prospects and planned for the future? Because I describe the Cubs as a team that should never be rebuilding. They should always be competing. Always. They're the Cubs. I, I agree. Should be I agree with that. I agree uh, with what that. Can get, um, what can get them competing? What do you think, Russ? Oh, man. I, I think that depends on a couple things. One, you're clearly in a rebuild, so how long do you picture this rebuild being? Because as we currently sit, they're going to be in the same position, similar position as they were last year, maybe not quite as bad. That team last year – uh, you basically had your triple-A team playing in Chicago. Um, and it's, it's do, you, do you imagine yourself bringing back Wilson Gutierrez? If you do, then obviously you're not trading him, and that takes a big trade piece off the market. Uh, if you don't imagine bringing him back, then obviously you're probably going to trade him uh, and, and build for the future. But for me, and you know this as a catcher, like I don't think – like the guy who was going to be second to Wilson Contreras, Miguel Amaya, I, he's not ready, right? And, and so there's not really a piece in place. They did sign Jan Gomes to the two-year deal as, you know, Wilson Contreras insurance, fine. But I don't really see how that helps you get closer to a championship. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, don't, I, I think it's what – does Jed think they're two years away from competing? Or does he think they're five years away from competing? But like you said, the Cubs should never be five years away from competing. Uh, and it's going to be time to open up that checkbook here soon. Yeah, you're not lying. And that's the other thing. They have to, the way I see it, and this is going to be, in my opinion, which would be the Cubs' greatest failure. If they do not open the checkbook this next year. And the reason why I'm saying that is they made all these moves last year, tried to restock their minor league department. Okay, fine. You're going to try and get your hands on some prospects. That's fine. I understand. They weren't going to sign back these players anyways. you got to get as many as you possibly can get your hands on. However, they went out and they signed Stroman. They didn't pay him a little amount of money. They paid him a decent salary, and they went out right. and they got their hands on Seiya Suzuki, and they paid him a decent amount of money. These two players alone are sure, sure as hell not going to move the needle by themselves. They have to spend money, and if they don't, do, it, I can't call it anything but a failure. Your thoughts? 
I, I honestly look at what they acquired at the trade deadline last year. Um, in baseball, and you hear this term a lot, lotto tickets. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of players with high upside. And whether it's uh, P. Crow Armstrong or Kevin Alcantara or, or any of those guys they picked up in those trades with the, the Mets, the Yankees, um, and the Giants, like those kids have played well so far into their Cubs careers. I think that helps you from a standpoint of, okay, we can, we can definitely still identify talent uh, under Jed Hoyer. We know what we want to do. We know the direction we want to go in. We trust our, our scouts to find us guys that we can acquire in trades. And then and once they're in our system, turn those guys into legitimate players. But at the same time, it's just like, how long do you do that? Like teams like the A's do that, right? Cleveland does that. Uh, the Marlins do that. But those are teams that don't have, the deep pockets that the Chicago Cubs have. Like, they're putting up a sports book next to the ballpark. I, I, there's money flowing in and out of, of that building, and you have a fan base that got used to winning, as a fan base should. And when, when you have, um, you know, an owner that says they're committed to winning, and you see a roster that has a lot of minimum salary guys, and you look at the books for the next couple of years, and there's not a lot of money on them, it leaves you scratching your head as uh, for Cubs fans. Absolutely, it leaves me scratching my head again. This is yeah. This is a team with an intellectual property. That Cubs logo that's got to be in the top ten in all of professional sports, let alone baseball. I mean, you mentioned yeah. the sports book they're putting in. There is more money being flowed through Major League Baseball than ever before. Not a not just the Cubs. I mean, just baseball itself. Um, for sure. You, you, you mentioned something. You mentioned lotto tickets, and I'm actually glad you said that because we've had a few callers call in complaining about Yoan Makata. And I, understandable, he's not playing well. And in fact, he's playing terrible. But you talk about lotto tickets, there was no bigger lotto ticket in all of Major League Baseball when they got their hands on him than Yoan Mankata. So much so that the Red Sox put out in the, in writing that they would never part ways with Mankata. Um and, you know, Mankata's had a lot of success at the big league level, but it's not a sure thing that these top prospects are going to become the MVPs that, you know, you see, the Juan Sotos. Those are few yeah. and far in between, man. So is it possible that one of those prospects can turn into a Juan Soto? Yes. But the fact that we're banking a Cubs future on it worries me. Right. I think that – I think as I look at the Cubs currently, you have – look at the White Sox, Right. The White Sox are a really good team. They uh, put that team together well. You make some, uh, you acquire a guy like a Yon Makata, have that guy develop. Um, you turn, you grab Lucas Giolito and fix him, or, or he fixes himself with his pitching coach, however people want to look at it. Uh, that guy turns into a star. But it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't always work. And it's really hard to be good in the big leagues. At the same time, the White Sox are banking on a lot of those guys to turn into not stars, but superstars. They don't work as currently assembled if Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez and Tim Anderson and Lucas Giolito don't play like superstars. And you're seeing that right now. Like, you know, Luis Roberts playing like a star. I think he's a great player. Been banged up. Aloy Jimenez, we haven't even seen him on the field for 140 games yet in his career. You you need guys. You, so banking, when you comparing that to the Cubs, it's like you're banking on guys to be superstars when nothing is guaranteed, right? Like you're mortgaging your future on guys hoping that they stay healthy, one, 
which we know is not always the case in professional sports, and two, that they turn into superstars, which so few players actually turn into. We are talking with Russell Dorsey from the rally on Bally Sports. By the way, congratulations on the rally. I've been watching, man. You are absolutely killing it. Uh, how are you digging the new gig? Man, I one, I appreciate that. Um, it, it's different. Like, the TV thing is a whole new world for me. I, I tell people all the time, I'm a writer that happened to be funny. And the people say, oh, you're good on camera. Let's pay you to come on TV. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Like it's a different muscle. Uh, it, the preparation is different. Time is different. And, and, you know, it's a lot of balancing between, you know, covering baseball really well. And then just being knowledgeable about the other three major sports. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun, man. And working with those guys over there at Valley has been awesome. Uh, and they let me do my thing. And whether it's covering baseball or talking about things I want to talk about on air, we have a great time. So I appreciate everybody out there who watched us. We just had our hundredth show on Friday and that seems crazy. Uh, but it's exciting, man. It's, it's, a, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys, you guys got to check out the rally on Bally sports daily. I absolutely love the show before we go, Russell, just what is something in baseball right now that you just love? Because I like to, I like to keep things positive baseball. I think we get, we do a lot of complaining about our we sports do. in the game. What's something right now that you love in baseball? Man, I this it's a storyline that I think is so fun to follow right now. Like watching Aaron Judge turn down his extension offer with the Yankees and then watch that dude absolutely mash has been so fun to watch yeah. because him and his reps can are going to be able to walk into whatever front office meeting when they're wine and dine in the winter and say, all right, you just send over the blank check and we'll fill out the numbers. This guy's going to hit six. It's the, it's, he's going to, he's having the best walk year we've ever seen. Like the guy might hit 60 home runs in a walk year. And it's been so fun to watch. So you just hope, have your fingers crossed for a guy who had some injury history that he stays healthy and continues to mash, but we're not even at the 4th of July and the guy's going to have 30 homers. It's insane. It has been insane. He's having the most insane year ever. And yeah, on a walk year, we have never seen it before. It is so exciting to watch. And yes, baseball is better with a healthy Aaron Judge in it. Russell Dorsey, you can check him out daily on Bally Sports. Uh, the rally, dude, thank you for joining me, Ross. You are one of the most talented, genuinely great people in this industry. And I'm thrilled at your success and much more success coming your way, man. Really, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, hey, we're going to talk about baseball here on Hit and Run. Cody Decker filling in for Matt Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Hit and Run, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. Two down, your main Mercedes against Ostadio. And there's ball one. Last time Ostadio threw. Two baseballs he threw registered pitch too slow for StatCast, and I think we're having one of those nights again. <laughs> He's going to try to sneak a fastball by him. Oh, he loaded up. Mercedes tattoos it to center. It is gone. There you go. A 3-0 swing. And it's 16-4. to Welcome back. 670 The Score. Hit and run. Cody Decker in for Matt Spiegel today. 
talking all things sports, all things baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about everything we possibly can at this point. We had the one and only John Heyman from MLB Network on, my co-host on Big Time uh, Baseball for Odyssey Sports. We had Russell Dorsey from the Valley Sports, the rally, and of course, Lucas Giolito, White Sox ace, earlier on on the show. Hey, we got some White Sox news, um, and I don't know. Would you consider it good? I don't know if I would necessarily consider it good. We just played that clip of uh, Mercedes's home run from last year where, I don't know, I think everything changed. Like, everything. I think that was the moment. That, that, that moment the ball landed in the crowds was the moment we ended up in the upside down. I don't know how it happened, but that was the moment where everything changed. And unfortunately uh, for Jermaine Mercedes, he has been uh, DFA'd by the Chicago White Sox today. Uh, they have selected the contract of Sevi Zavala. He'll be joining the White Sox today. Also, they were called left-handed pitcher Tanner Banks from Charlotte. They optioned down Davis Martin down to AAA, and they placed Aaron Bummer on the 15-day injured list retroactively to June 9th. Um, you know, losing Bummer hurts. For the time being, losing crochet, I got to say, hurts even more. But hey, this is a team that needs to get it together and they are running out of time. But they are going to be buyers come this trade deadline. Hey, you know what? Speaking of buyers, you know, I do host a show here on 670 The Score. Not normally this show. You know, this is Hit and Run, one of the oldest shows on 670 The Score. It is currently hosted all the time by Matt Spiegel. I am just co-host. I'm just hosting for the day. I'm just doing something for fun with Sean. Why did they get me? Honestly, because they knew I had nothing else to do, and they knew I'd say yes. They're like, "Hey, Cody, would you like to go on the radio and yell for three hours?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." Twist my arm, right? Okay, I'll go on the air and say whatever I want for three hours. Why not? And that's how we got to this. That's how we got here. Me ruining this oldest show on 670 The Score. But hey, I do another show called Down the Line with Cody Decker here on 670 The Score. And what do you think, Sean? You sometimes produce that show with me. What do you say we take people down the line? Yeah! Sound effects! I love them. It's the absolute best. Right now, there is a game taking place. Uh, as we currently speak, if you are watching the Peacock morning breakfast game every Sunday, you got the Cleveland Guardians taking on the Oakland A's. Now, the Guardians started this game favored. And why am I talking about a game that's already taking place? Because the one thing we don't talk about enough, in my opinion, on down the line is the live gambling lines. Okay? Live gambling lines are fascinating. Earlier in the show, I talked about how much I don't like the Cardinals. I don't. I'm not a fan of them. There's something about seeing that that logo, that Cardinals script across the jersey with the two birds in the, uh, on the bat, that somehow gives me a guttural nausea. Not sure why, it just does. However, yesterday they were playing the Reds. They were down 3 nothing to the Reds. And at that moment, I was doing a live gambling show and we were talking about right now, the Reds, we know who is not good. Right now you could get the Cardinals at plus 560 to beat the Reds. Because they were down 3 nothing, We both thought the Cardinals were going to win that game. You were getting above 5-1 to one for the Cardinals to win this game. Hey, guess what? The Cardinals won that game. So that 5-1 to one paid out. 
Now, as we currently sit, the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals are not playing the game right now. It's the Guardians versus the A's. As we currently sit here, the A's were not favored. They were the road underdogs. They were like minus 170 to start the day. Well, right now they're down by two runs. If you think the A's can win this game, down two runs as we currently speak, you can get them at 375. I'm going to say that again. You can get the A's at plus 375. That's nearly four to one to win this game. How about this? If you think the A's can just cover the run line, you can get it at plus 130. That means they just have to get within a run. How about this? The alternate run line right now is two and a half runs. You can get the A's at the alternate run line at minus 115. That means they just have to not lose by three. They are currently already on the alternate run line. There is so much to be had out on a live game field. You got to take a look at those numbers. Do I think the Oakland A's are going to win this game? No, I'm not going to tell you to take that. Don't you dare take that. They're going to lose to the Guardians. The Guardians are actually better than we thought. They're not good. They're just better than we thought. They're, they're one of those teams. They're like the Marlins. Well, I, I talked about how hard it is to gamble on the Marlins. The Marlins are hard to gamble on because they're spoilers. They, they, they play spoiler on games they shouldn't win all the time. And that's what the Guardians do. So the Guardians are another team that's very difficult to gamble on. Hey, later on, we got the Chicago Cubs taking on the New York Yankees. We've done a lot of talking about the Cubs today. We know the Cubs. We know what they are. We, we know that they're playing the Yankees. This is not about the Cubs being bad by any stretch of the imagination. This has everything to do with the Yankees being a truly unstoppable juggernaut. To quote, to quote Robert De Niro in arguably his greatest performance of all time, I'm talking, of course, about Meet the Parents. As he described the, in his poem about his mother's uh, passing, the, 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 the New York Yankees are an unstoppable rebel force. They're just unbeatable. So should you bet on the Cubs today? Absolutely not. Jameson Tyone Tyone is going to pitch really well. In fact, you should take the Yankees on the run line, minus 105. I'm honestly honestly surprised it is that generous of a run line. They're in the Bronx. Tyone's on the mound. As John Heyman said on this show earlier today, Garrett Cole is the fourth best pitcher currently on that team. That's just stupid. Like, I come know. on, man. And my baseball team has to go face this team. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, you, you don't think I want to be positive? You don't <laughs> yeah. think I want to say bet on the Cubs? I want to say it more than anything. But I also don't want you to lose all your money. No, it's you're making you're you're being this is a smart move, Cody. This is the right move. <laughs> it pains Thank me to you. say, pains me to say, but it's the right move. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the, uh, that's where we're at now. Cubs fans are fine are even admitting, yeah, yeah, that's probably the right way to go. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers, Washington Nationals. Listen, the Brewers are not playing good baseball at all. Playing terrible baseball. Because of that. And they're playing against the Nationals. Not a good baseball team. They got Paulo Espino on the mound. That's not like a dynamite starter that's going to shut down everybody he faces. But the Brewers are not a good offense. And they've been a terrible offense as of late. They've lost like nine in a row. You got to fade them. You got to ride that wave, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you to take the Nationals on the money line, plus 105. I Yeah. This game should not, they should not be at plus 105, by the way. This is only because the Brewers have been playing terrible. Jump on it. It's plus money. I do think the Brewers' skid will continue. Hey, we also have other sound effects. You know what? 
Why don't we do a little prop betting, Sean? Let's bring on Sean and do a little prop it up. Do you really want to do you really want to prop? The single greatest sound effect in all of sports baseball radio. Ladies oh, that's and gentlemen, great. prop it up. It's just the greatest. Sean, what do you got for me, brother? All right, so first one here, we've got the Angels to make the playoffs plus 240 or the White Sox not making the playoffs at plus 130. But before we jump in on that, I just want to clarify there's been some confusion here. The Cubs pregame, 12 o'clock here on the score, not 1130, just so oh, we have some good, clarification. Good. Some people are reaching out wondering why we aren't have the Cubs. They'll be on just in a half hour. But, Cody, mm-hmm. prop, it, prop in line here right now. Angels to make the playoffs at plus 240 or White Sox to miss him at plus 130. Um, oh, see, this is a tricky one because um, you got to look at, one, what do you think is going to happen, and also you got to look at the value. So here's the value. The Angels to make the playoffs, plus 240. Decent value. Sean, do you think the Angels are going to make the playoffs? Uh, ten, uh, two weeks ago, yes. Now, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I just don't think they can do it. They have the offense. Yeah. They definitely have the offense. They don't have the pitching. They just do not. They really they don't. They know they don't is even the worst part. Yeah, right. Syndergaard's, Syndergaard's doing okay. Otani's doing well. Detmers has done okay. Lorenzen's done okay. But their bullpen's atrocious. This team has lost, what, 18 of the last 20? Ah, man. It it, it hurts. It hurts to say it, but the Angels ain't making the playoffs. And I do not think the White Sox are not going to make the playoffs. But if you're giving me plus 130 on that against the Angels to make the playoffs, I'm going to take the White Sox to not make the playoffs at plus 130. What else you got for me, Sean? All right, next up here, I've got Padres to win the NL West at plus 255 or the Braves to win the NL East at 275. I love this one so much, Sean, and here's why. I'm going to say something that's going to be the most controversial thing I've ever said. You ready? You ready, Sean? You ready, Sean? Oh, I'm ready. The Padres are going to win the NL West. Get the heck out of here. The Padres are going to have a better record than the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are still going to win the pennant. Jeez. But they're not going to win the West. Okay. I uh, And here's why. I like this. Here's why. Injuries. Injuries. And the pitching. The Padres pitching is so good. So, so, so good. And the Padres are only two games behind the Dodgers right now, and they've done it without Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, you're convincing me here, man, because <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Padres pitching has been really good. Dodgers really pitching still really good, too, but you're dealing with some injuries. You know at some point, like a Clayton Kershaw IL stint's going to come down the line. You're not sure what that depth is. Padres, not really worried about that. Dude, I don't think the Padres are the best team in their division. I just think they're going to somehow outsmart the Dodgers and have a better record at the end of the season. That's honest to God what I think is going to happen. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick little break. Our last break of the day coming into our final segment of the day. Guys, thank you so much for having me here. Going on hit and run here on 670 The Score. So much fun right here on 670 The Score. Hit and run Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. In the air left center. White's got a long way to go. I don't know about you, man. I could listen to Jake Berger's home run all day and Kate Bush 
all day. So thank you for playing this song. Actually, you've been playing some jams coming out of breaks. Kate Bush, did I hear a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of a Public Enemy earlier? There today? was some Public Enemy earlier, yeah. Oh baby, and not only Public Enemy. What was it? Was it um? It was what, what song was it? Bring it, it, it out, bring him up, up, something like that. Oh Pump yeah. I shut him down. Shut, 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 shut him down. Shut him down. Shut that's him what it was. Yeah. Love it. That's that's a classic, dude. Oh man, we got some games getting ready to start. By the way, this is the last segment of the day here on Hit and Run. Cody Decker here on 670 The Score on Hit and Run, taking over just for the day for Matt Spiegel. He's off doing some stuff for Marquee Network. I'm sure he'll be back next week, unless they call me to come back. I don't know. I'm I'm around. I'm not doing anything Sunday morning. Oh, but this has been a blast. Seriously, had John Heyman on, got Lucas Giolito on to talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, Obviously, also Russell Dorsey. And obviously, you and I, Sean, this has been a great time. We've even had callers call in upset that they don't have um, the best third baseman in the world in Rafi Devers on your team. I mean, it's pretty impressive. God damn those White Sox, huh? Jeez, can't get those great players. I mean, by the way, you know what's funny about that? This I actually was thinking about it. I brought up Yohan Mankata, and that's why I brought up Yohan Mankata earlier about his prospect status. When he was a Red Sox, I can't stress this enough. Yohan Mankata was labeled untouchable. He was the number one prospect in baseball, and it wasn't even close. I, uh, so when I say that they gave up a lot to get him, Rafi Devers was also in the Boston Red Sox organization at the time. While Mankata was here in double A, Devers was right beneath him in high A. So when they traded away Mankata, Devers moved up to double A and took over Mankata's spot. So just so we're all clear here, Mankata was a far coveted prospect than Devers was. And the Red Sox didn't know it at the time. Hell, I don't even know if the Red Sox truly knew what they had until last season. Because this season, they definitely knew what they had. So why am I mentioning that it was unbelievable that somebody actually yelled that, well, we don't have Devers, the best third base. He started the year with the second best MVP odds. He opened the year with that. So to complain that you don't have the second best opening of the year MVP odds third baseman, I don't know what else to say other than is stupid. It's very weird to be upset about that. Because guess what? 29 other teams don't have them either. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get, you know, like you want your team to be great. You you want to see some of the best players, but like, you know, Rafael Devers is, is a guy that, you know, everyone on baseball would love to have on the roster, but yes. it's very hard to find and produce. <laughs> like, He's a generational talent and he wasn't a generational talent in the minor leagues. He was a good player in right. the minor leagues. In fact, he didn't become a star until he got to the big leagues. Crazy. Trade him. Trade like, him for uh, Young Mankata. Let's get him instead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the Red Sox will gladly just do that trade. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Bag of balls we'll, and we'll, uh, Young. That'll work, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, let's compare the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's just do a straight up trade. Well, we know how I'm much sure that... Tony loves numbers. He's great at those. <laughs> uh, Tony does love him some numbers. Hey, I can cherry pick numbers and make him say whatever I want too. I just try to use all the numbers to say what's actually in front of us. Guys, we do have a Cubs game today coming up here on 670 The Score, so you're going to be sticking around and listening to that Cubs game. Hopefully, I already gave the line last uh, last break, but I got to say, man, I hope these Cubs prove me wrong. I hope they, t- I hope they take a chunk out of the Yankees today. It's not realistic because the, the fact is no one can take a chunk out of these Yankees. Hey, man, it's Ra- just Rafael Ortega's in that line. I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, imagine if they have Rafi Devers. Yeah, that's what that, that's the Cubs' fault. That's their problem. Yeah, it, it, because the Cubs don't have Rafael Devers, that's the problem. Yeah, those jerks. That's actually my new argument for every team that doesn't win. Well, if they had Rafi Devers. <laughs> if only they had Mike Trout, you know. Geez, yeah, on. if only they had the reanimated corpse of Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I've got that Cubs lineup for you if you want me to share it for you. Yeah, yeah, please do. How, how, what's it sounding like? Yeah, so uh, at the top, it's uh, this has been the same for the Cubs for a little bit now. Chris Morrell leading off, playing center. Uh, Wilson Contreras right. batting second at catcher. Ian Happ at the DH, batting third. Schwindel in the four spot at first base. Wisdom at five, playing third base. VR batting six at second base. Horner at shortstop, uh, seventh. And then Hayward, Ortega, right field, left field, eighth and ninth. And then, of course, Keen Thompson on the mound for the Cubs. Okay, can I? I, I got to admit something because I've been, you know, I've been a staunch defender of these two players. I, I, I bet. Uh, let me rephrase that. Staunch defender is not these. These guys don't need my defending. There's nothing to defend. <laughs> sure. I apologize for using that. For, let me let me fix the mis, misquote. I've been a huge fan of Schwindel and Wisdom. Huge fan. I'm so happy they're there. I'm so happy they're playing great. I'm so thrilled they got the opportunity that I cannot stress enough. They deserve. Right. And they deserve to be in this lineup every single day. However, it shows you where the Cubs currently are that they're hitting three and four every day. That's all I'm saying. They're not three and four hitters on the Chicago Cubs, in my opinion. They're definitely guys that should be in the lineup and they can help the team win. But if your three and four hitters are Schwindel and Wisdom, we should probably get some more guys. Yeah, that's fair. How are you uh, you feeling about Keegan Thompson? How do you think he's going to do against this Yankee lineup? It's a real test. And again, I want to, I want to stress this enough. This has nothing to do with how good King Thompson, because King Thompson is very, very good. And he's having a very good year. It's just the buzzsaw. That is this Bronx lineup. There is nowhere to breathe, nowhere to breathe. Everyone is playing, not just to their ability. They're, they're playing to their mythical ability. Like the ability, like in their heads, basically how we've been all looking at the white Sox. Look at this lineup. This team should never lose ever, ever, ever. Any loss is a failure. That's how we have felt about the Yankees. Only they're actually doing it. And by the way, it's not realistic that they're doing it. What they're doing is impossible. We had, John Heyman said it three separate times. They're on pace for a record season. It's wild. Baseball's only been Major League Baseball's only been around for 150 years. And as of right now, this team's on record pace to have the greatest season in the history of Major League Baseball. How do I feel about the Cubs today? That last sentence should have already explained how I feel. I mean, they, if only they had Rafael Devers, right? <laughs> man, 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 they'd be real scary. If only they had Rafi, and that's on the Cubs. Yeah, those stupid Cubs. Come on, Rick. It's, it's on the White Sox. It's on the Cubs. It's on all of them for not having Rafael Devers. Is it Devers or Devers? I feel like I should know this as I played with them. I feel like you're right. I think it is Devers. I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Because I've no, I've heard it both ways. That's the thing. I've heard announcers. I've heard Red Sox announcers call it both. So I feel like I feel bad whenever I call somebody by the wrong name. I was on. Oh, I was on MLB Network the other day. and I called him Keith Irizarry, and it's Keith Irizarry. But here's the thing. I've heard it both ways. I've you can't heard blame that both that, ways Keith. too. I've heard that both ways yeah. too. Yeah, you can't. You can't blame me. You, you at least got to prepare. If, if anything, it better be written phonetically down there. Yeah, come on. Let's That's get those phonetic jerseys going. Let's go. Come on. I, I, Cody. People have trouble with Cody all the time, and it's not because Cody's a difficult name. It's because it sounds too much like Tony. 
or Toby or Kobe. You know how many times, you know how hard it is for me to call in a takeout order? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. That's so true. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I'll pick up the pizzas in about 20 minutes. Great. Uh, name? Cody. No, not Tony. Cody. No, not Toby. Cody. C-O-D-Y. No, not Corey. My God. Forget it. Yes, Corey. I'll see you in 30 minutes. Guys, this has been a blast. Three hours of uh, this wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you for having me here on 670 The Score. Thank you for joining me for all three hours of Hit and Run. Guest hosting today for Matt Spiegel. He'll be back, I'm sure, next week. Thank you. Stick around. Listen to your cubbies. And I hope, I hope, prove me wrong, man. I want to see them beat up on the Yankees in the Bronx. Sean, thank you for making me sound way better than I deserve. This was an absolute blast today. Everybody, enjoy you some Cubs baseball. Be safe out there. Beat it! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.